You know, good ideas can come from anywhere. That's something I think a lot of good leaders know. So even if you're an organization like NASA, you have to recognize that a good idea might not always be your own, even even if it comes from a group of fourth graders. In fact, a group of fourth graders at St. Brother Andre Elementary School in Ottawa have had quite an impact with their questions and their research with NASA. We're going, to, we're going to find out more about it right now, actually. So joining us now, we have a couple of guests. We have Deborah Quailblier, who's a PGL teacher at St. Brother Andre Elementary, who facilitated this project. And we have Dr. Paul Mayer, who is a professor of chemistry at the University of Ottawa. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Deborah, let me start with you. Tell me about your students, first of all, and the question that they had. So my students actually come to St. Brother Andre Catholic School um, one day per week. I have 70 students, but they come one day per week uh, for, program, uh, for programming that's alternative to the regular program. And um, we just, I, I, I looked into this Cubes in Space program that is a worldwide contest. Um, and it's open to students from 11 to 18 years old. My students being a little bit younger, uh, 9 to 11, we decided to kind of start investigating a little bit about things that would require space uh, in order to test them. And uh, that's how we started talking about questions and what's important in space and uh, what kinds of things they would want to know that require space flight to test. Okay, and that's really how this all got started. Yes, really how it got started. Dr. Mayer, I would imagine that with science, that's that's part of the, that's a big part of it, right? It's just asking good questions. Well, that is that is absolutely the key to it all. And I mean, what's great about the kids is that they're not afraid to ask those questions. And they just happen to ask a really interesting one and <laughs> when this kind of came across my desk, I mean, how cool is that? It was a real pleasure for us to be able to to lend a hand. Okay. Now I have Deborah. What is this question? Well, the question was my original question to them was, "What do you think people might want to know if they were traveling to space?" We know that there's lots in the news. The kids are always watching the SpaceX, the NASA launches, the Canadian Space Agency involvement in all of it, and so it's it's a topic of discussion. And you know, students have many students have EpiPens for their allergies. And so they were saying, well, what if I was flying to space? What would I need? Like, I would need my EpiPen to work. Do we know if it works? So that led to more research. And, and uh, yeah, we decided to run with it with the help of Professor Mayer, of course, because I don't have that biomolecular background. <laughs> and so what happened when they brought this question to you, Dr. Mayer? Well, when, I mean, it, as I said, it kind of came in an email and, and I looked at it and I talked with our our facility manager. So I'm also the, the director of the John Holmes Mass Spectrometry Facility. It's a core facility at Ottawa U, and we do analysis of many different things. And we looked at it and said, well, of course we can do this. And I mean, what, what an amazing question to ask. I had never heard of cubes in space. So I thought, well, I'm going to learn just as much as they will. So uh, let's let them run with it and see how we can help. Okay, so then what happened at that point, Deborah, when you said to the kids, we're moving on with this here, kids? Yeah, they were pretty excited. To be, to be really honest, I said, guys, this is not my expertise. We need somebody who knows about molecules. How else will we test whether we know there's, a, there's been a change or a chemical reaction with our epinephrine samples? 
So I, I, I said, I leave it with me. I'll see what I can do. And, you know, luckily, Paul answered the, Paul answered the call and said, yes, we can do this. So uh, they were excited. They, uh, they couldn't wait to meet him. And um, he's a fantastic teacher. So he sort of brought down that whole understanding of the molecular structure of an entity and how to study it. So they, uh, they've learned a ton and so have I. I love this idea that a bunch of kids thought, hey, would my EpiPen work if I went into space? And so do we know, Dr. Mayer, would it work? Well, certainly the, I mean, it's, I wouldn't say yes or no right now, but the result that we got from their experiment suggests that this requires a lot more looking into. Um, so when we, we tested the EpiPen solution before and after spaceflight, and certainly after spaceflight, we couldn't detect any active epinephrine in the vial that was sent up anymore. And so that led us to conclude that, you know, something has happened to this. And worst case scenario, there's less of it there than there was before. So right now, the hypothesis is that no, no, it would not work. And uh, now they're on to the next question, which is as all good scientists will know that this one result opened up more questions, <laughs> and the students are going to get to to try and answer one of or two of those again. So I assume that question is like, why doesn't it work? But let me ask you first, Dr. Merritt. So, well, getting it on board NASA, like that, this is just amazing to me that this question led to the point where you actually were able to put an EpiPen into space to see this happen. Well, and that's the Cubes in Space program. I think uh, it, I, when I first learned about it from Deborah, I thought, what a remarkable opportunity and you know how can you not take advantage of that and and teach kids you know they can learn and explore uh, and answer their questions and their questions can take them literally anywhere Deborah what's it been like for your students I think it's very motivating they're uh, they're excited to come to class they're the the buzz in the classroom uh, when they're investigating the next question which by the way the next question doesn't seem to be why doesn't it work because they originally hypothesized that it would there would be a chemical reaction there would be a change in molecular structure when exposed to cosmic radiation and that's what their research led so they feel they know the answer why it doesn't work it's because of the cosmic radiation so their true next question is hey how do we fix it because that's where their mindset is we can do real world stuff uh, let's come up with a solution so they come in and they're ready to do research. They collaborate together and they're investigating different materials and different ways of engineering some form of casing or protection for the next files. Because um, we're currently applying again for space flight um, to get some room on that rocket. It's very limited space and there are not cubes sent out to everybody. So you actually have to apply. This is phenomenal. Now, is your class also preparing to go and, and visit NASA, like to talk to NASA? So we have a meet set up with um, one of the NASA scientists for next week. And also for the Canadian Space Agency, there's two um, health-related scientists that's meeting with them after March break. And um, beyond that, this June... There's many, there are many families who will be traveling to NASA Wallops Flight Facility because Cubes in Space puts on this fabulous, what they call Rocket Fest. And it allows the students to present their findings, to speak on stage with a microphone to 
NASA professionals and other students from around the world who come and present their what they were investigating. Um, and then they, it culminates with watching the rocket take off with their cubes for this year, for this experiment. Wow. Dr. Mayer, it's entirely possible one of these fourth graders are going to take your job one day. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I'm counting on it. <laughs> Do you see that progression in their curiosity, Deborah? that they go, hey, now they're it's kind of opening up their minds to different possibilities? Absolutely. Without a doubt. Uh, a pa- one parent uh, commented to me um, a little while, while back, it's so phenomenal. My child, who kind of just went from one thing to another, just seems to have this purpose now. They understand, they, they have an idea of what they want to do in the future. So, Wow. Wow. Where can we yeah. find out more information? Is there a way for us to keep track of this, of what's going on? Uh, well, you certainly could follow the Cubes in Space website, but I would be happy to uh, send you information when we're, maybe, maybe when we're heading to Rocket Fest or something, and you might, uh, yes. might want to cover what's going on there. Oh, I would love to do that. Send that to me. Now, Dr. Mayor, before we let you go, any advice for other kids out there who might have questions? Just keep asking them and, you know, try to find, you know, I think it's our role as adults to help facilitate their participation and then get out of the way and let them do their thing. And so find some some adults who will help you do that. That's good advice. Thanks so much to both of you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. for your interest. That's Deborah Quailblier, who's a PGL teacher at St. Brother Andre Elementary School in Ottawa, and Dr. Paul Mayer, who's a professor of chemistry at the University of Ottawa, who helped the students conduct this study. It's part of NASA's Cubes in Space program. It's a global STEM program for students 11 to 18. What they do is they provide two suborbital flight opportunities on NASA missions uh, for students to have an experiment make you know and they they'll pick experiments and in Ottawa that's exactly what happened their question about would an EpiPen work in space got answered and they found out definitively no doesn't look like it would right absolutely brilliant future geniuses that we're going to be dealing with uh, in this country love it Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.